Welcome into our High School Coaches Show, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. This is your chance to hear from all the McPherson High School and area coaches throughout the school year. The Coaches Show on 96.7 FM KBBE is brought to you by FEMCO, McPherson Concrete, Complete Automotive in McPherson, DFS Moto in Canton, Alliance Agency Incorporated, Kane's Body Shop, Lindsborg Quarterback Club, Next Tech Wireless, Jar Performance Automotive, and Farmer's State Bank. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Welcome into our final coaches show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva of the football season after the state quarterfinals. Last night, a busy, busy night around McPherson County as two of the four teams on our radar continue into the state semifinals. I'm Jim Joyner, and joining me as always, bright and early on a Saturday morning. The sun's out, I'm just Mr. Steve Sell. I'm just glad we play at home all the time. That's right. <laughs> It'd be a very short night if we played, say, down, if we would have played at Ark City last night. It'd been a very short night. Or at St. Francis. Oh, well, yeah. We probably Hanover. Would, we would have done the show from St. Francis. Probably. Madison. Yeah. We could have done it from the Days Inn in Goodland, Kansas. There you go. All right, Steve. The scores from last night on a fun, fun night for high school football in the state quarterfinals. McPherson, a 26-6 winner over Arc City, pushing the Bullpups into the state semifinals for the third consecutive season where they will meet up with Andover Central at home next Friday night for the right to represent the West in the state championship game. In Class 1A, Inman falls to Plainville 53-26, but don't let that score deceive you. The Teutons were right in that game at 21-19 in the third quarter, and then Plainville pulled away. So the Inman Teutons end their season with a 6-5 record. In 8-man Division One. the Canton-Galva Eagles will go to the state semifinals for the second consecutive season after a come-from-behind fourth quarter win to beat South Central 42-16. The Eagles are 11-0. And, and you say come from behind, and then you read that score, and people are going, well, what are you talking about? Well, Canton Galva scored 32 points in the fourth quarter. They decided to drop the hammer in that final period. So the Eagles advance. They will take on Madison, who is also undefeated. This will be the second consecutive game that the Eagles will take on an undefeated team. And then Little River lost on the road at Wichita County last night, 74-38. The Redskins lost their first game of the season to Canton-Galva. They then win nine in a row and lose their season finale to finish with a record of 9-2. and two. McPherson, Canton-Galva, the lone survivors, both undefeated. And man, Steve... This is going to be a fun state semifinal week. Yeah, it really is. Uh, we're uh, you know we're sniffing some rarefied air here. Uh, we're up in the clouds, and and we kind of thought all along it was going to be McPherson and Andover Central when we saw the brackets. Uh, we really did think that was going to happen. Uh, Andover Central uh, pretty much had their way. It looked like with Bueller winning, I believe it was thirty-one fourteen. You got it. A seventeen point win for Andover Central. Uh, it's going to be an absolute classic at McPherson Stadium next week. The Bullpup defense right now is just playing so well. They, uh, you know, that was a very physical Arc City team, uh, but the Bullpups didn't give up a, a, a touchdown until the fourth quarter. Uh, they had some just tremendous individual performances. I thought Bryson Labertu at linebacker, a couple interceptions, was immense. I thought Jayton Alexander, the heat-seeking missile, was just all over the field. And then Jaden Dukes had a big deflection that went to Labrador on an interception. And it just seemed like every time the Bullpups needed to make a play on defense, they did. I'm going to phrase this in a way that might 
sound like it's coming off as not good. But this was not McPherson's best performance that they could put together last night against Ark City. Defensively very good, but even with that, they had some guys that were hurt. This was a team that was dinged up from a very physical game the week before against Goddard, a game that they had put so much focus into, and really, they were just trying to get through last night. Right. Try and reach that state semifinal round, try and get a few more guys healthy, and be fully ready to go this upcoming Friday night. It wasn't their best, but what do we say about good teams, Steve? They find you find way. ways to win when you're not at your best. They got into the red zone six times and scored all six times thanks to a terrific performance by Drew Schrader, making four field goals. And, Steve, I have some records for you. Okay. Number one, he tied the single-game record with four field goals in one game. Drew Schrader is also on the best extra point kicking spree in bullpup football history. Previous record, 25 consecutive PATs. Okay, I did not know that. Drew Schrader has made 31 yeah. in a row. So because of the leg of Drew Schrader, it gives this team a chance to bail itself out if you don't score when you make your way inside the red zone. He makes four field goals. They scored two touchdowns, one of them late to put the ribbon on a win. This was a McPherson team that wasn't at its best. But found a way to win, advances to the state, state semifinals, and that's what this team needed to do. Well, offensively, they were kind of hamstrung because Caleb Hoppus, not a lot of people knew. He he was midweek. We didn't know if he was going to play. Had a deep thigh bruise. Uh, but, you know, wild horses couldn't keep Caleb Hoppus off the field. And, uh, you know, if you watch the game last night and you've watched the Bullpups all year, the RPO has been such a big part of the offense. Well, it was basically just Caleb Hoppus handing off to Jacob File. Jacob File ran really tough, almost 100 yards last night. Uh, ran, got some really tough inside yards. There were times where they they stuffed him, but he had some, you know, he kind of squirted through a few times. And I think he he had something. He was just over 90 yards, I believe. Carried it, I I want to say 23 times last night. Yeah, it, season high, season high. high. Tw- yeah. So you know, at this time of the year, uh, it's all hands on deck. Um, you know, you saw some guys playing both ways. You know, Coach Jace Pavlovich tries to just have guys go one way, but now it's the best player. Your best athletes have to be on the field at all times. We saw Courtney Craig, you know. Played a ton of played snaps a, last played night. Played a ton of snaps last night. Uh, you know, he was on defense. Of course, he's the offensive center, but he was playing some nose guard last night. But uh, it was just one of those games, like you said, it was gritty, gutty, gutsy, whatever you want to say. They got through it. Hopefully now they can kind of heal up a little bit. That is two very physical games in a row. And Andover Central, I'm sure, is going to be very physical as well. Andover Central is an intriguing matchup. And when you look at McPherson's comparative scores, the way that they've played, everything is very similar. Now, these teams are built a little differently, but they're similar in the fact of the style that they play, the way that they're able to score, they're very fast in physical defenses. Offensively, it's a little different because Andover Central just has some absolute freaks at their skill positions, and they are able to do a lot of things when it comes to being able to scramble, throw the deep pass. It's not a big-time running team. It's not a team that's going to line up and try and run it down your throat, but they have a terrific quarterback in Shamari Parnell, one of the best wide receivers in the state in Xavier Bell, who's not even the leading receiver on the team. That's Matthew Macy. This is an, an Andover Central team that has a lot of matchup problems. But I think that McPherson matches up well 
with Andover Central. For a lot of other teams, their matchup problems. But I think McPherson, this is a good matchup for them. Well, one thing, you know, we talked after the game that the Bullpups really, uh, area they got of, of concern was how many times I got beat on the slant last night. Uh, the, the Welch kid, a freshman quarterback for Ark City, threw for over 200 yards. And I'd say, I think he had 16 completions, something like that. I'll say 10 of them, 11 of them, were probably just slants where the middle was open. And, and I kept... well, and about six of them were on the final drive well, that's the true. game and that's, over. And that's the other thing. It's a little deceiving, you know, that how many yards he threw because the Bullpups gave up 60 yards on the last series when they were just playing prevent defense. And they gave up 86 yards, two drives before that, when Arc City took off almost the entire fourth quarter driving down the field. So if you take off those two drives, only yeah. about 60 yards. The first half, Arc City was under 100 yards. And, and, and the Bullpups themselves, only 238. This is two, really two weeks in a row that the offense, you know, hasn't put up a lot of yards and a lot of points. They scored 26 last night. But, uh, you know, tw- uh, 14 of those were by Drew Schrader. But uh, I, I think the offense will be okay. Uh, Hoppus... Uh, hits on some big passes. Aaron Powell made some big catches. Trey Buckby made some big catches. Gus uh, Ruddle. Gus Ruddle had he a, made big, a big catch. A real big catch. Uh, young Gus, you know, made, I think, a 13-yard catch. So, anyway, um, uh, the offense, it's been, the offense has been kind of hit and miss the last few weeks. But uh, I, I think you're going to see a game very similar to last night. I think the game's going to, the winning team's going to be around 21 next week. And the other team's going to be around 14. A fun win last night for McPherson, 26-6. And now let's hear from the Bullpup head football coach, Chase Pavlovich, after his team's big win last night. McPherson, I coach Chase Pavlovich. This was another test for your team, as you knew you were going up against a very good defense. You had some luck in moving the football. You were able to move it down to the red zone, but just couldn't find the end zone early on in the game. And luckily, you had Drew Schrader to yeah. kick some big field goals for you tonight. He made four. How much does having that element to your team, the ability to kick the football, how much does that improve your team? Well, it just takes a lot of pressure off of us, first off, you know, when you got a guy that's automatic there. And and we were going to pull the pin uh, from a 40-yard field goal from out there pretty deep. So, you know, he's uh, he's a tremendous asset to have, there's no question. And he's kicking with a lot of confidence now. Early Mm -hmm. in the season, he missed some kicks, but he's made a ton of PATs in a row. He's perfect on field goals this year. Yeah. And he is a terrific athlete. I don't think people realize how good an athlete yeah. he is. Well, he's he's a he's a college kicker, uh, but I also know that he's capable of being a college soccer player too. So, you know, one thing I know about Drew, and and you, you find out in in track and field is how gutsy a kid is, and and he came out for track and ran the four hundred without any experience, and and he t- he shaved like eight seconds off, and was just a was just a bulldog out there, and and that's the kind of kid I wanted around in our program. I didn't know he could kick quite like he could, but. That's a kid that I wanted on my side for sure. Well, let's talk about your defense tonight. Uh, just a fantastic job other than one score. Uh, I thought Bryson, you know, Cody Cody and Mason Thrash, you know, they, they deserve what they get. Mm-hmm. But tonight, Bryson Labertu and Jaden Alexander were just absolute unbelievable assassins out well, there. Well, they, they, they were. Uh, you know, Bry, his, his pass drops, you know, uh, he, he pays attention to detail. They, they flared the tailback out of the backfield, created a new number three, and, and Bryson adjusted accordingly and had a great pick uh, over the middle uh, to, to really turn the tide for us. So, yeah, defensively across the board, those guys were stellar. And the Welch kid at quarterback, boy, oh, is he, how good is he going to be down the road? Just a freshman. I thought he really hung in there. You only got to him. I think three times the whole yeah. game, even though you were bringing a bunch of guys, and he just kind of found a way to 
get rid of the ball. Now, he doesn't have a lot of zip on the ball, but he really puts it on the, on the money. Well, you know, he, he, you're right. He doesn't have a lot of zip on it, but he was able to throw from far hash to, to near sideline, and, and there's not too many guys that could do that, let alone freshmen. So we're, we're going to be concerned about him for the next three years for sure. Well, we said it a moment ago that this was a game that with a couple of nicks here and there for yeah. your team, you wanted to just find a way to gut through this one, find a way to win and be able to be playing next week. Mm -hmm. uh, you knew that Caleb Hoppus was a little dinged up, other guys with nicks here and there. This was a game that you guys had to gut through. You found ways to do it. Matt Ramey had some big carries for you as Jacob Vile was a little dinged up there early. Yeah. This was a really good job for a lot of your guys, whether it was defensively subbing people in, offensive line subbing people in. Yeah. You just had to gut through this game, and you did. Well, it's it's in playoff football, everyone's going to be dinged up, and, and we are. You know, we're, we're banged up pretty bad, but... I was incredibly proud of how tough our kids are. You know, uh, you know Caleb Hoppus, you mentioned him, but, you know, Aiden Hoover, you know, he's, he's been sick for three days. And uh, for him to come out here, he's still, he's still sicker than a dog. Wasn't sure he's going to be able to play in pregame. And, you know, I put the ball in his court, and, and uh, he, he got after it all night long. So, you know, I couldn't be more proud of the toughness and the grit that we showed tonight, uh, as well as, you know, we handled ourselves with class, and, uh, you know, that's that's something that we've worked on. It's It's been, it been real easy it, to get caught up in all that. There's no question, but but our guys are smart enough to understand that we got a lot more to play for. Um, and I know Coach Weimers is, is doing a good job on his end trying to control their guys. Um, but well, They're but just frustrated. It, it is, and, and it's, it's, it's somewhat understandable, but... I do think I pulled my hamstring out there one yeah, time. Yeah, you were sprinting. Run. Man, that well, was Well, I know all, all I about that. If you need any remedy, you know, I, 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 I have a perpetually pulled hand. <laughs> well, as we take a look ahead to a matchup that I won't say that you've been preparing for all year, but you, yeah. you have been seeing film. You have kept your eye on Andover Central, a program that you see a lot of their film anyway because you used to be playing a lot of the same teams. And so you're very familiar with this Andover Central group who – was five and five last year just couldn't quite piece it together but yeah. this year with all their terrific athletes the way their offense can move up and down the field this is going to be one heck of a battle here next friday night well there's no question you know they have division one talent uh on on their side and, and we do too but they've got some skilled kids that, that we have we haven't really seen here in the last 15 years and they, they've got a few of them so you know it's this is going to be a tough task but our guys are excited. You know, we're riding a high. Uh, we're going to do something we haven't ever done before uh, with the flu bug as rampant as it is. I mean, our guys are sick. Uh, we're, we're not going to get together tomorrow. I told them to stay away from each other this weekend. The last thing we need to do is battle the flu while we're trying to figure out how to beat Andover Central. So, uh, yeah, there's, this, is, this is exciting, uh, but I hope they celebrate uh, in the comfort of their own homes these next 48 hours. Well, what does it take for this team next Friday night to get that monkey off the back and find a way to make it to Topeka for that state championship game? This is the third year in a row that you've been here. Your seniors were sophomores and were yeah. a part of that team two years ago. They were all a big part of it last year. What's it take this time around to be able to get it done? Well, you know, it, it, it just comes to getting over the top. And, and again, it's, it's, it's not a magical recipe. I, I say this all the time because it's, it's true. You know, we got to be able to run the football and, uh, and, and, and stop the run. Uh, it all starts there. Uh, then you add that next layer and, and win the big game or big play category. If we have more big plays than what they do, I feel like we have a pretty good chance to win the game. And obviously you'll be looking at film of this game. But one concern, if, if there was one, the slant pass was open yeah. all night. And I'm sure you guys will be working on that. I'm sure Andover Central will watch that on film. Sure. Big Xavier Bell. They have another good receiver. Matthew, Matthew Macy. Macy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they have got some, you know, 
star power in that receiving core, but I know you guys will tighten that up. Well, you know, our guys will accept the coaching, and, and like I said, it's going to be unique. We're going to have to send out the film via huddle as opposed to get together and show them, but but uh, our, our guys accept the coaching, and, and they do a really good job of correcting their mistakes. Well, McPherson is 11-0, and we're hoping that they can win two more, but we're really yeah. hoping for one more big one next Friday night as they take on Andover Central. McPherson I coach Chase Pavlovich, congratulations. Let's Thanks, go sir. get one more. You got it. That was Bullpup football coach Chase Pavlovich following a 26-6 win over Arc City last night. Steve, another really fun one for this Bullpup football team. And now, state semifinal time. Can they clear the final hurdle? Can they pick up one more win and be playing the Saturday after Thanksgiving? That's what this week is all about. Redemption for the last two years of getting so, so close and what have been the themes of those state semifinal games, whether it was Andale, whether it was Goddard, missed opportunities. And that's, that's what's right. going to be so fun about this Friday night, seeing if they can capitalize and find a way to get there. Yeah, and in these big games, it seems like the Bullpups always start out behind. So I think a key is going to get ahead early uh, because remember uh, two years ago into Andale, it was the, it was the uh, seam pass right down the middle. In fact, they hit on that play twice. Right. And other than that, the Bullpups dominated that game. Then last year against Goddard, the Bullpups had the ball the whole game. Statistically, they had like over 100 more yards, but uh, they made some key turnovers in the fourth – two turnovers in the fourth quarter. I think there was a fumble and an interception both uh, inside the 10- or 20-yard line. And it was that was a real game of missed opportunities. But, you know, maybe this this is the time. You know, they've been knocking on the door, knocking on the door – this year, they just want to kick it down. All right, Steve, we have a lot of interviews to get to as it's a busy coaches show this morning. We have Canton Galva football coach Shelby Hoppus after his team's big win last night. We also have interviews with Little River coach Kevin Ayers as well as Inman coach Lance Sawyer. We'll take our first break. Hear from Coach Hoppus after a big win for Canton Galva to reach the state semifinals for a second consecutive season. This is the coaches show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Joining us this morning on our Coaches Show, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva, is Canton Galva Eagle football coach Shelby Hoppus as his team improved to 11-0 last night with a 42-16 win over South Central. Coach Hoppus, the first time this year that you guys had really been tested in a big game. Will you give us a recap of last night's fun win for the Eagles? Well, first off, you just got to you got to tip your hat to South Central. That is, that's a good eight-man football team that's I mean, by far the best team we've played this year in the last couple of years. So, um, great high school football game. They, the speed that they possess and that they can throw at you from multiple positions, the offense that they run is a little unorthodox and makes it very tough to stop. They get their skill kids, you know, the ball in space. And then defensively, their ability to cover sideline to sideline at linebacker was unlike anything that we've played before this year. And, um, it showed at times, you know, we got a lot of holding penalties and things like last night because speed speed is hard to block, just like speed's hard to tackle and, you know, speed kills. So, um, But I have to – I was so proud of our guys last night because we – the negativity that happened last night was just all over the field. We had a touchdown called back on a hold. We had another 30-yard run called back on another hold, and that drive resulted in a punt. We fumbled the ball at the one-yard line last night. We gave up an onside kick last night. Just the adversity that the boys had to play through uh, throughout that entire game and to just keep grinding and keep their heads in it. And I, I was so proud of our kids last night. 
Well, that was something I was going to ask you about, and the fact that, no offense to the other teams on your schedule, but you hadn't been pushed at all like this in terms of you're down 16-10 entering the fourth quarter in a game where everybody in the stands is expecting you to win. This is a team that hasn't had any adversity this year, and it sounded like your guys really responded well whenever they were called upon last night. Yeah, and I tell you what, I think we can you know, close the book on being ready for a four-quarter game because, <laughs> I, I, you know, we, we handled that at practice, and I think you'd asked me that question before. And that's how I answered that question is we, we still go hard. And last week we had uh, morning conditioning sessions. You know, we can get conditioned every day, and uh, that's why we do it. And I let the kids know last night this is why we do it because when that fourth quarter hit, they were starting to wear down, and we were just catching a win. So, you know, that's why you train that hard. That's why you train that hard over the summer. And we got in that slugfest, and, you know, it's, it's a guy who can keep his feet. It's a guy who's not winded that can keep his, the mental capacity going for that long. And that happened to be us last night. Well, I think you would say that the Eagles won the fourth quarter, outscoring South Central 32 to nothing in that fourth quarter. We've got a lot of guys to talk about. Number one, one that was able to come back for you last or this week was Tyson Struber, a guy that who got dinged up at the very end of the regular season. You didn't know if you'd get him back, but he was able to cast up that hand and be able to go out there and play. I know he had a big touchdown run, 75 yards, and that was a big one for you in that fourth quarter. How much did having Tyson back in the lineup help this team? Well, he got that casted on Wednesday, so from an offensive perspective, we didn't have much time to work on handoffs or catching the football or anything, so he was pretty limited offensively, and he's the one that had the fumble at the one, and that's the risk you take when you hand the ball off to a kid that's got a club on one hand. But where we knew that we needed him for that game and the speed that South Central had was on defense, and it showed. I mean, he he was our second uh, leader in tackles. And then he had a pick last night. Again, just came right back in and took the ball away. And turnovers are huge this time of year. So we really needed him on defense. And he uh, he stepped up in a big way on that side of the ball. Well, when I look at your stats from last night and a big 42-16 win over South Central, it just feels like everybody on your team stepped up, whether it was Braden Collins with a really big game rushing, Landon Everett directing this offense and being able to make plays defensively. You throw in a guy that I have been very impressed with, and Brandon Huff defensively that had 10 tackles. It just felt like for the biggest game of your season to date, everybody stepped up and played like it was the biggest season, biggest game of the season. Yeah, and as they should. I mean, we have juniors and seniors on this team. We have great leadership, um, and we have really good football players. And those are the games you want to play in. I, I tell the kids all the time that, you know, these are the moments that, you do work so hard for during the summer and during the season. And this is why you go out and this is why you play the sport is for games like this. And they, you know, they uh, stepped up in a big way last night. And Brandon Huff on defense was, he played his best game of his high school career last night. And it was fun to watch. He was flying all over the field. He had some big hits last night. And he was a big reason in the fourth quarter why they were wearing down. and We, we were just getting our wins. So, uh, yeah, Kenzer Colton had another heck of a game last night. Rushing the ball for 387 yards, that's that's kind of what we do this year. That's our thing. We want to get downhill a lot. And then Landon was just really efficient in the passing game. I think he was 8 for 11 for right at 100. But he threw the touchdown passes, and when we had to have it, he threw good balls. 
We're talking with Kenton Galva football coach Shelby Hoppus on our coaches show this morning as the Eagles are into the state semifinals for a second consecutive season. When you look back to the South Central win last year for your team, finding a way to win in overtime, 54-52 in, in a shootout, this was a game last year that it felt like put you guys on the map. And it felt like last night it reaffirmed that you were on the map because you hadn't had that big test this year. And everybody around the state was talking about the Canton Galva Eagles, but we didn't know yet when you'd bump into one of those top dogs in eight-man division one. Did it feel like this was another really, really big win for your program? Oh, I think this may have been the biggest win for our program yet in my tenure here. Um, it was a, it was a big game, and the difference between this year and last year is they they were they had been really successful for a couple of years too, but they had never won that big game either. So it was kind of two unproven teams last year that went out and just like you said had the shootout and played in a really fun high school game. And this year it was two proven teams. I think a lot of people thought South Central was the second or third best team in the state, and then of course we were ranked where we are and. You know, so you got to go out, and that's a high-profile game that the kids prepared for well all week, and uh, we got in that slugfest early. But that's a game we're, you know, we're not scared to go play in. We'll we'll hit you for four quarters, and the outcome ended up going in our way. Well, for the first time, it feels like in months, you guys will be on the road here coming up for the state semifinals on the road at Madison to take on another undefeated team back-to-back -back weeks, taking on an undefeated team, and then a very good chance you take on another undefeated team if you win this one. What do you know about the Madison team, and, and what do you see coming from them in this matchup here in the semifinals? Well, Madison's obviously another really good team. Uh, defensively and offensively, they run stuff that we're used to. Uh, they run the 3-2 on defense, and offensively, they look like us out there when we watch them on film they run a lot of different formations uh they do a lot of things to get the ball in players hands out in space um but they look very similar to us on film they got three or four kids that are real trouble um defensively their dns linebackers are tough and offensively they got the quarterback that he's very efficient throwing the ball and then he's a lot like land and he, he runs it downhill and he's tough to tackle so it's going to be a good game. We do have to go on the road, so that's going to be a little different for us. We'll have to get our minds right for that. But um, it's a sub-state game, and it, we found out real quick last year that the team that doesn't prepare quite as hard or the team that's not quite ready to play, you know, they're the ones that turn their stuff in on that Monday. So we have to learn from last year and that experience, and we have to travel on Friday and play well. Well, Coach Hoppus, here's your chance to make your sales pitch to anybody that wants to make the trip over to Madison. What, about an hour and 15 minutes to see this Eagle team and maybe one of the biggest games in the entire history of the program at Canton Galva. It would be a lot of fun to see some blue and red mixed in with all the fans of black and yellow in Madison next Friday night in the sub-state championship game. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. And our, our crowds have traveled the last two years so well. Um, they're, we get such good support over here. And, Anybody that hasn't watched an eight-man game, I'll, I'll tell you what, this will be a heck of a one to come watch because it's going to be two really good teams. And as far as the program goes, you know, like I said a lot last year, it had been since 91 since we had played in that game. And uh, it's, it's, it's a big deal for us. It's a big deal for any program to be playing this late in the year. Um, it's a fun time. But, yeah, if you want to come watch a heck of an eight-man game, I'd show up in Madison next Friday at 7 o'clock. Coach Shelby Hoppus and the Eagles are one win away from a state championship game coming up as they take on Madison this week. 
after a nice win last night over South Central, 42-16. Coach Hoppus, congrats on the big win, and go get two more and a chance to bring a state championship back to Canton Galva. All right, thank you. That was Kenton Galva football coach Shelby Hoppus after a huge win for the Eagles last night as they improved to 11-0 here to begin this season. Steve, a huge win over South Central, 42-16. The Pups, the Eagles, semifinal bound, second year in a row that both of those teams have made it through. And we're hoping that, come on, one of them has got to get through. That's right. Both of them ended up losing last year. Well, what, and we, how fun would it be if both made it? We're planning on going to either Topeka or Newton, uh, you know, on that championship Saturday, we we really expect to be in one of those. We can only be in one place. That's right. We'd like to, if we, hopefully both teams will be playing. Uh, you know, we wish we could be at you know two places at one time. And uh, I, I just think it'd be incredible that a county our size, not you know not one of the bigger counties in the state. We're not Johnson. We're not. No. We're not Wyandotte. We're not Sedgwick. To have two teams, you know, playing in the state championship. That would be just incredible. It would sure be a lot of fun. And we're down to not a lot of remaining teams that are undefeated in the entire state. Across the entire state, there are 12 remaining undefeated teams, and two of them sit right on 56 Highway. So it's been such a fun fall for McPherson and for Canton Galva, two of the remaining 12 undefeated and you know, schools. The, the, there's a thread, uh, uh, Jace Pavlovich played at Canton Galva. That's right. Uh, Zach Hoppus, who helps with the Bullpup program was the head coach at Canton Gallon is Shelby Hoppus's brother uh, and Shel uh, both Jace and Zach were big time players for Canton Zach of course a great quarterback Jace a great running back I'm also very glad that McPherson I quarterback Caleb Hoppus is not with the Eagles this year I'm glad that he's wearing <laughs> the, the other color of red yeah and uh, yeah he's he, you know his brother Kyler had a had a great career and he's followed in his footsteps you know sometimes that's a lot of pressure on a kid you know, his brother was the quarterback last year, All-State quarterback. Well, Caleb Hopp has been a pretty good quarterback in his own right. Steve, let's take another break. When we come back, who would you like to hear from first, Coach Ayers or, for, or from Coach Sawyer? Let's hear from Coach Sawyer. I thought they really put up a game battle last night. All right, well, we will take another break here on our Coach's Show, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Joining us now on our Coach's Show this morning, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galvin, is Inman Teuton football coach Lance Sawyer. As Inman saw its, its season end last night with a 53-26 loss at home against Plainville, finishing up with a 6-5 record to end the season. Coach Sawyer, it was a back-and-forth game between you and Plainville, onside kicks, missed opportunities for both teams. It felt like a lot of the game, but a lot of fun for these two teams to wrap up the season. Will you give us a recap from last night's loss? Yeah, I... It was. It was a lot of fun. Um, some people that might open up the paper this morning and see 53-26 might not realize how close that game actually was. Um, you know, we, we got down kind of early. We, um, on the opening kickoff, the, the Jared Casey uh, faked a reverse and then took it all the way, 96 yards. And, and so they got on the board 15 seconds into the game um, with the opening kickoff. And, um it was a it was a shock and I didn't know how our kids were going to respond but you know we were able to drive the ball down the field and uh, get a field goal right away so it ended up being seven three there um, and then their next possession they 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 were able to drive the ball down back down the field so uh, put them up fourteen to three in the in the second quarter well they got up one more so they got up twenty one to three. And then we started making a run. We, you didn't know how our kids were going to 
I don't know, take in or, or, or set in. And, and you know, we, we kept fighting. We, we kind of challenged our kids there in the second quarter if, if we're just going to roll over and die or we're just going to fight back. And, and, you know, our kids responded well. Uh, we ended up with a, a second quarter touchdown from Derek Johnson. He had a, um, a 46 yard pass from Jace. And um, then we got the ball back. And, Jace, or, and then Carter Brown kicked a 42 yard field goal to put us down 21 12 at, at the half. Um, and then we got the ball right out, or after half, and we ended up scoring right away. Uh, we ended up going 21-19. Um, we kicked the onside kick then. Um, we're able to get that and drive the ball down the field again. Um, and then we had a field goal block. We had we had all the momentum in the world, and we had that field goal blocked, and then they returned it back down to the 20-yard line, and um, they ended up scoring two consecutive touchdowns then, and then. Uh, we just could never, we could never cut it back down to single digits after that. But I ended up losing the game 53-26. But I thought our kids played extremely well, extremely well, and um, extremely hard. Well, and this is a position that Plainville has been in for the last several several years. They are no strangers to the state quarterfinals and have played Smith Center in the state semifinals the last two years. How do you think your guys matched up with them in terms of being a little less experienced in these big games and deeper into the playoffs? How do you think your guys hung in there for this being really their first big playoff test? Yeah, the first big game in a long time. I mean, Elkhart was a big game, but it was nothing compared to this one. Um they did have the experience, and I, I thought that helped them right out of the gate. Um, they, they seemed they seemed like they could settle in pretty quick, but once our kids started playing and realized, uh, you know, that they're not as good as we as we are put or letting them be right at the beginning of the game, we, um, you know, I, I thought our kids um, played well, um, but once once we settled in, we we did a really good job. One thing I found interesting with your box score, normally you're a team that runs the ball extremely well, and it tends to be one or two guys a lot of the times with your rushing attack, but last night you had four different guys rush for 60 or more yards. Jace Dirksen with a nice night on the ground. Colby Blank with a nice night on the ground. Kendon Blank did well as well. Carter Brown with 77 yards. You used a bunch of different running backs, and I haven't seen you maybe use that many in this type of a game, and they were all still able to be very effective. Oh, I thought our offensive line played extremely well. Um, you know, when they, they came out and they were they were going to take away Colby. So anytime we moved Colby or anytime we started motioning him, they brought multiple guys to his side. So it was important that we use somebody else. And, you know, Kendon Blank played extremely well. But also Carter Brown um, hit some holes, and then he made some holes on his own, and he was able to get some uh, good yardage when we needed on third and shorts and uh, he kept us in the game because of second and shorts. or We never really gotten put in long-distance situations, which was good. Um, I thought Jace played extremely well. He he was able to scramble on some on some pass plays and, and get some really big yardage for us. We're talking with him and football coach Lance Sawyer on our coaches show this morning after a 53-26 loss to Plainville last night to end their season with a 6-5 and record. Your defense kept you in a ton of games this year, and with the exception of maybe the Sedgwick game at the end of the regular season, you hadn't faced an offense quite like this Plainville team. How did you think your defense, I know they gave up 53 points, but what did you like and take away from your defense last night? You know, I, I thought our, our defense played pretty well. Um, you know, 
it wasn't that our defense gave up 53 points. It was our, our special teams struggled. Um, anytime we kicked the ball off, uh, they would have either, I mean, they got a touchdown once, and then they got down into their half of the field almost every single possession. We we just struggled covering kicks. Um, and so with that, our, our defense was always put in a terrible situation. I mean, they, they stood on their half of the field almost every possession they had. Um, and so I thought our defense played extremely well with with under those circumstances. Um, if you look down at the at the box score, Justin Schrader had 20 combined tackles. He was all <laughs> over the field. And I, he had one of the better games I've seen in a long time. Well, as you look ahead to the future for this team, it felt like you took a lot of strides this year and a lot of positive momentum going forward for these next couple of years. What's the future look like for Inman Teuton football after you see him make a run like this year and make it to the state quarterfinals? Yeah, we're, we're really young. We're, we're going to miss the seniors. Um, we're going to miss the all those guys that put in all the work. Uh, but we do have a good nucleus coming back. Um, we, we didn't start off strong this year, but we, we really made a run at it. Um, and so we're, we're excited for the future. I mean, this one hurts, but we know we can get back to this point next year, and I think we could take bigger strides. And, um, we just know our, it starts in the weight room, and so we'll get back to work on Monday. Well, when you look at Class 1A, there are so many terrific powerhouse programs in 1A, whether it's a St. Mary's Colgan, whether it's Olpe, whether it's Jackson Heights and Centralia, who beat both those teams last week. You throw in Smith Center, you throw in Plainville, who you saw last night. Maybe this was the year that you begin to get closer and closer to those teams, and you hung in there with a Plainville team that's right there in the mix with that group, and that this is maybe a, a first step and making your way toward that progress of being one of those elite teams in 1A. Yep. I, I thought for the last two years, our, our group has made a, a, a little bit of a stride every year. Um, we thought last year they uh, that team taught us how to play, and, and then they learned how to win. Uh, this year, but last year we could never win against the, the really good teams. We, we weren't even going to be in, in games last year against the really good teams. This year's teams taught us how to play and how to play with the really good teams. And I, I'm hoping we take that next step next year and they learn how to win against these big teams. Well, Coach Sawyer, congratulations on a fun season, and I know that you'll be missing some football next Friday night, but congrats yeah. on a great season, and we're looking forward to seeing what the Teutons can do next year. Sounds great. Thank you. That was Inman football coach Lance Sawyer after the Teutons ended their season last night, losing to Plainville at home, falling 53-26. Now we'll quickly get into our final interview for this morning's Coaches Show. Instead, Steve runs in here. Quick thoughts as Inman ends its season last night. Well, I'll tell you, you know, they started 0-2. Uh, they had some struggles offensively early. But I'll tell you, Coach Sawyer has done an incredible job uh, with that Teuton football program. We watched him over at Marion. Um, now, I know they gave up a lot of points last night, but all year their defense had been really good. Re remember, Plainville. And, and he and, noted as well that a lot of those points came from short field position off of special teams. Right. And, and you know, Inman's got a lot of kids back next year. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be really, really good. Uh, I mean, I know they do lose some uh, good seniors, but a lot of their guys, you know, are juniors and sophomores. Uh, quarterback Jace Dirksen, just a sophomore, does a great job leading that offense. 
And I, I just think Inman's going to be right there again next year. We'll now turn things over to Little River coach Kevin Ayers after the Redskins lost 74-38 at Wichita County last night. Joining us on our coaches show this morning is Little River football coach Kevin Ayers after the Redskins lost a crazy game at Wichita County last night in the eight-man Division I West quarterfinals, falling 74-38 and finishing their season with a 9-2 and record. Coach Ayers, will you give us a recap of what was a crazy game for your team last night? Yeah, it really was. It was it was kind of a game of uh, you know the momentum swings, and uh, you know they we scored on our first play from scrimmage and and got pretty excited, and then you know uh, they matched it, and we had trouble getting on the board, and and uh, you know I think it was 32 to eight uh, right before half, and we were able to right you know as the second clicked off, got in the end zone and got the two points and, and made it 32 16 and. And then uh, came out at half, and, and first place from scrimmage there, they had kicked to us. We scored again, and so it was, uh, you know, got it back 30. I think they were they were up 32-30, and uh, then from then on out, we just we just struggled. Um, we put the ball on the ground a couple times, um, let them get an onside kick, and and as it goes, they got the momentum, and we just struggled to get it back. Well, what was it about what Wichita County was able to do in that second half when they made their run to separate and pull away that made them so tough for your team to stop? Well, I think that they're just very big and physical up front. Um, they have some really good offensive linemen, and, and, and Ritzke is a quarterback back there is so slippery, and if he finds a little crease, you know, he's off to the races. He's got the, the speed to finish, and so... Uh, we just couldn't get defense. We couldn't get off the field, and so we needed to match them score for score. And and uh, you know, like I said, we, we shot ourselves in the foot several times, and and uh, you know, allowed them to get up on us, and and that was the story of the game. Well, I know that you wouldn't want to make any excuses, but you can't leave out the fact that Graham Stevens, a guy who does so much for this team, wasn't able to play last night. And I know that he would have probably given anything to be able to be out there with you guys. But how much did not having him affect last night's game? Well, uh, you know, it was obviously a factor. Um, anytime you lose, uh, you know, I think Graham was counting for about half of our offense, uh, whether he was throwing it or catching it or, or running the football. And he was also our leading tackler on the defensive side, so that hurts. Um, would have loved to have had him, to, you know, see how the game played out. But I couldn't have been more proud of our kids, uh, you know, that filled in roles. We shuffled kids around, and that's that's always hard to do uh, late in the season. Your timing's a little bit off. Things just aren't as smooth. The things that you've been doing all season long that that you've got down, um, you know, you kind of go back not necessarily to square one, but it just the the rhythm isn't there, but man, I thought our kids, I was so proud of, of, you know, how they battled through that. And, uh, you know, we found ways to put points on the board and, and, uh, you know, Braxton Lafferty being a freshman filling in for Graham on both sides of the ball just did a tremendous job. That's a tough spot to throw a freshman into and he couldn't have handled it better. And just watching my team kind of rally around each other, uh, you know, fighting through this adversity, that's, that's rewarding as a coach to see. Well, Coach Ayers, I wanted to get your thoughts after your first season at Little River, and of course, a terrific year. You go nine and two, and you end up one win away from making it to the state semis, and then potentially a chance to play Canton Galva with a rematch in a state championship game. But I wanted to hear some of your thoughts after season number one, and and how far this team has gone, and and the potential that this team has going forward as well. You know, uh, talking with the boys after the game, I told them how proud I was, and. And just how far we have come, um, 
and not only as a, you know the football we're putting on the field, but just just the, the close knit, the brotherhood that happens, you know, in the game of football, and, and that's why I love the game. It uh, it's special to watch a team, uh, you know, learn to like each other, and you know, there at the end, learn to love each other, and just just coming together, and 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 this team did that, and and I'm very proud of that, and of course excited about next year. We we bring a lot of you know pieces of the puzzle back. Four seniors were going to miss tremendously, but, uh, you know, excited. I, I think uh, we saw a lot of growth this first season, and hopefully we can see just as much next year. How did this first season compare to some of your first seasons at some other stops that you have made? Uh, was the transition a little smoother for you this year at Little River? Yeah, I, you know, I don't know if it's ever smooth. It's always it's always tough to get in. You know, you're bringing in a new a new scheme, a uh, uh, a new way that you do things. Everything's just new, and uh, so that's always tough. But there, there are a lot of things in place here that made it easy. Coach Lafferty has been, a, you know, a tremendous to work with, and and he made it smooth. And and uh, Coach Elwood as well. So you know, having guys like that in your corner um, made it made it a, a smooth transition and, and a fun one. There was a lot of a lot of fun this season. Well, now that your season has come to an end, I wanted to see if we could get some thoughts from you in terms of the state semifinals in eight-man Division One. You've seen Wichita County, of course, losing to them last night. They take on St. Francis. You've played Kenton Galva, lost to them in week number one. They take on Madison. How do you see the rest of that bracket going in eight-man Division One? Because I think those are four really good football teams. I think the eight that made the quarterfinals were extremely good. But how do you see things playing out the next two weeks there? Yeah, I mean, it's... it's uh... It's tough to call. That's why you play it on the field. You know, um, I have seen San Francis on film, and they are extremely athletic uh, defensively. They all run very well, and they're a physical football team. Um, you know, and, and they've beaten Wichita County. That's always tough to do twice, and, and that game could have started worse for Wichita County. I see that being a lot closer game. Uh, but, you know, I think you got to give the edge to St. Francis. And then on the other side, I, I think Kenton Gow was the team to beat. You know, they are just – they're a polished unit. Um, I think they're getting a little bit healthier now uh, with Struber coming back, and, and I just don't – they're going to they're gonna be really, really hard to beat. Well, Coach Ayers, we appreciate your time, and congratulations on a great season in year number one, and can't, see, can't wait to see where the Redskins are a year from now and, and even further down the road. So I think you got a lot of great things coming your way. I appreciate that. Thanks for covering us. That was Little River football coach Kevin Ayers after the Redskins had their season end last night in a 74-38 loss. On the road at Wichita County, Coach Ayers and I recorded that last night as he was on the bus on the way back. I think it was about a three-and-a-half-hour trip coming back. And oh, what a bummer for this Redskins season to end. And there's always going to be the question is what if, if Graham Stevens had been around, been right. able to play. But unfortunately, he was pretty dinged up. And I think if he would have been able to play... Little River would have had a phenomenal chance to come out of the West. Yeah, but you know, the Lafferty kid did a great job. A real, I think he's a freshman maybe, or freshman or sophomore, Braxton Lafferty. and He had 73 yards last night. But, uh, you know, Stevens is a great kicker, great defender. He's really good on defense. Just a great all-around athlete, very tough kid. We saw him play basketball last year. I mean, very physical. But uh, Coach Ayers uh, did an, just an incredible job in his first year. It just seems like – Success has followed him wherever he's gone at his coaching stops during his playing days. Played for himself, the great man Ted Kessinger. That's right. Bethany was, you know, he's in the Bethany Hall of Fame. So we I'm, saw his his picture up, yeah. up there at Han Gymnasium. Yeah, Thursday night. night we were up there and looking at all the great players who played for 
Dr. Kessinger uh, on the wall, and I was pointing them out to you, and I don't because you didn't know who any of them were. I covered the majority of the guys that are on that wall. I covered because they were basically all guys that played for Coach Kessinger. Of course, I was there uh, during throughout almost all of Ted's uh, 28 years. I think I was there for 26 of them, so I got to see all those players. And Kevin Ayers just just done a fantastic job, and I, I know Little River couldn't be happier to have a coach of his caliber. Steve, let's go through the scores for the, from the area last night one more time. McPherson, a 26-6 winner over Arc City. Inman falls to Plainville, 53-26. Canton-Galva, 42-16 winner over South Central. And Little River loses to Wichita County, 74-38, setting up two state semifinal matchups coming up this week. On Friday, McPherson will host Andover Central, 11-0 versus 10-1, and Canton-Galva will go on the road and play at Madison. Battle of undefeated teams, the only matchup of undefeated teams in the state semifinals across the state. And I think Madison's over by Emporia, is that it correct? Is. So it won't be like a, a marathon trip, say, for the Eagles, like going to St. Francis or something like that. It'll be a manageable trip, probably, what, 65 miles maybe, but maybe just a little over an hour uh, for the Eagles, and I'm sure they'll travel well. Whoever's last out in Canton and Gallup turn out the light. I'm sure it's going to be pretty empty uh, next Friday. So It'll be uh, a great night to speed through Galva at about 80 miles an hour. Eagle, I, don't, I don't think there will be any police there waiting. Eagle Nation will turn out in force. I'll guarantee you that. they got great fans over there, just like McPherson's got great fans. But just a great night of football. We've had such an incredible year. I mean, you look at the other teams that, you know, that already had their seasons ended. Heston had a great year. I think they just had two losses. Uh, you know, you look at uh, um, Smoky Valley, uh, Finney Strong with a couple of wins. So, and who am I leaving? How about Mound Ridge? Mound Ridge had the most wins since Jeremiah Meeks has been there. And then, of course, you know, we had several teams, uh, three other teams uh, playing last night. So, what a great year. And, of course, McPherson uh, making the semifinal. So, it's been a great year of area football. This is going to be our last football show since – you know, we're basically down to just two teams, so uh, this is going to be our last show. But uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, this fall, and and uh, hopefully it'll go two more weeks. Well, Steve, let me hit you with all the teams that are still left okay. in the entire state. Okay. Let's start off with 6A in the east half of the state. Blue Valley upset Blue Valley North after making it to the state championship game the last two seasons. So it's Blue Valley taking on Olathe North after the Olathe North Eagles survived in overtime against Blue Valley West. Derby, after a 56 to nothing mauling of wow, Manhattan, that's will take on the Topeka High Trojans and Kai Thomas, who is one of the most impressive athletes you've ever seen, number two in the history of the state in rushing. He's going to Minnesota? He's going to Minnesota. Okay. In 5A, St. Thomas Aquinas will take on Mill Valley in the 5A East semifinal. Wichita Northwest will battle Mays in a matchup of two really good teams. That was the same battle in the sub-state game last year as well. In 4A, McPherson taking on Andover Central. Bishop Miege will take on Paola. And an interesting storyline for you there, Steve. Yeah. Jeff Hines, the athletic director at Paola, has been the big one on separating public and private or adding some sort of differential. Yeah, he's, he's really been upset about you know, Miege just... And I imagine he might be real upset next week, Yeah, because too. they're going to get drilled by Miege. In 3A, Topeka Hayden will take on Perry LeCompton in the East. The undefeated Cheney Cardinals will take on the undefeated Andale Indians 
in 3A West, the only other matchup of undefeated teams, and that, or actually, I think Cheney does have a loss somewhere in there. Yeah, they're only they have two losses, one against Andale. So Cheney against Andale in 2A, the matchup on the east half of the state will be Nemaha Central against Riley County, and then Norton taking on Hoisington. I get to follow Hoisington a little bit since Cole Reif does a great job there, play-by-play guy Wyatt Pedigo, the real deal there. Yeah. In 1A in the east, Jackson Heights will take on Centralia as Jackson Heights upset St. Mary's Colgan, and then Centralia beat Olpe. It had been Colgan against Olpe in the sub-state game there the last couple of years. So Centralia against Jackson Heights. Smith Center will take on Plainville in eight-man division one on the east half of the and state. And that's a rematch. Smith Center's already pounded Plainville right. once this year. And that was the matchup the last two years in right. that round. Madison will take on Canton-Galva. Wichita County against St. Francis. And St. Francis put on a pounding of Hodgman County 50 to nothing last night. And then in eight-man division two, the only other semifinal games remaining, Hanover, the multiple-time defending state champs, take on Axtell. And then Osborne will play Hutchinson Central Christian after Central Christian won 64-60 over Thunder Ridge. They were up like 35 at halftime, and then Thunder Ridge came back, and they had to hold on. It was a well, crazy game. It's kind of like Little River was down 32-8, got it within 32-30, and then just kind of ran out of gas. All right, Steve, Swap Shop is coming up next here on 96.7 FM KBBE. A big thanks to all of our coaches for our coaches show this morning as we continue to push things for almost into basketball season. A fun one here for the football season, Steve, and now... State semifinal action on Friday. Yeah, can't wait. Should be a great uh, atmosphere at McPherson Stadium. Get out and support the Bullpups this Friday. For Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to The Coaches Show on 96.7 FM KBBE. The High School Coaches Show presented by the 56th Family Restaurant in Galva was brought to you by Simco, McPherson Concrete, Complete Automotive in McPherson, DFS Moto in Canton, Alliance Agency Incorporated. Kane's Body Shop, Lindsford Quarterback Club, Next Tech Wireless, Jar Performance Automotive, and Farmers State Bank. Thanks for listening to the High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva.